I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Hi, everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone, welcome to The Greener Side, where we help you achieve your goal of moving overseas. Today we travel to the Lion City, Singapore, and we speak with Nico Pasqua, who is an art director and has lived in Singapore since 2017. So if you want to learn about the city-state's different types of work visa and determine if it's your land of opportunity, then this is the episode for you. Maraming salamat Nico and welcome to the podcast. Hi King! So before we start interviewing you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, so I'm Nico Pasqua. Uh, I'm a full-time food photographer slash art director here in Singapore. I moved back in 2017. And then before moving to Singapore, I was an art director for an ad agent. Mm-hmm. And could you tell us how you got to Singapore? What visa did you apply for to get to Singapore? So even before my ad agency stint, um, I did an internship for a food blog and until eventually one of my bosses from that internship referred me to the agency where I currently work now. In terms of the work pass, usually actually for Singapore, it's your company who's going to apply for your work pass. And then the kind of work pass that I have is called an S-Pass. It's kind of like in the middle if we were to put um, the work passes into different tiers. So like you have your employment pass, your S-Pass, and then you also have like your work permits. Yeah. Oh, and before we discuss all of that, could you tell me why did you choose Singapore? Was it ever in your mind to uh, work there? I think I visited Singapore maybe two times before I eventually moved. And during the second visit, and I really got to experience more of the country, taking the MRT, the bus, and so on, eating more local food. I realized that hmm, it must be nice to be able to work here. <laughs> that was actually February 2017. And then surprisingly, around May was when my boss got in touch about a possible opportunity, like if I was open to working abroad, la la la. And then, yeah, I mean, the thing about Singapore is it shares this, uh, the same time zone as the Philippines. It's only um, a three-hour flight, given that you can fly. <laughs> so it's I would consider Singapore to be like on an easy level, say for OFWs or for uh, people who want to move and be an OFW wherever in the world. Singapore is definitely yeah an e in the easy level, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So if this were a video game, this would be like the beginner stage yes correct 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 <laughs> and everyone speaks english so like no brainer singlish no mm-hmm. ah correct mm-hmm. yes so nico uh you have an s pass and you said that there were two different types of work visas which is what were those again um there's employment pass there's s pass and there's also work permits but work permits is really more for like say if you're 
a domestic helper, construction worker, you get a work permit. Okay, so what is the difference between those three apart from that? I think that the main differences between them would be the minimum monthly salary that you have to be earning in order to qualify. For S-Pass and Employment Pass, or what we call E-Pass usually, there's also a qualifying number of years of uh, work experience. So like say, if you're less experienced, uh, definitely you will have to be in S-Pass, which is the main thing for me. I was only working for a little over two years uh, back in Manila before I eventually move. Usually, yeah, employment pass holders definitely like more managerial level already when they move to Singapore. Okay, but do all work visas have the same rights? They do have the same rights in the sense that because work passes pretty much just allows you to to work in Singapore, but work passes don't allow you to purchase property in Singapore. If you're an employment pass holder, you also get a bit more, how do I say that? You get a bit more options in terms of like applying for a dependent. Ah, uh, okay. Or at least like it's what's stated in the Ministry of Manpower website. Uh, an employment pass holder can apply for his or her spouse, kids, even stepkids. So you have those options. And I don't see, I, I only see at least spouse and kids for S pass holders. Okay. And then other differ, uh, another difference between E-Pass and S-Pass would be for S-Pass, there's a certain quota that your company will have to comply to in terms of foreigner-local ratio. And your company is required to pay a certain levy. For E-Pass, there's no levy as far as I know. Mm, okay, I see. So if I were to have an S-Pass or if I am applying for an S-Pass, what documents would I need with me? It's fairly straightforward. You just need your the information page of your passport. You need your uh, certification of your education. That's that's pretty much all you need to submit to your employer. And then your employer also has to prepare the the latest, their latest company information uh, registration sheet of some sort that they, they they submit to Ministry of Manpower. But you need to take note, like because for example, for UP, our diploma is in Filipino. So you also have to request for uh, the English translation. Right, yeah. But that's pretty much it. So just your um, diploma and your passport, do you need police clearance, police documents? Uh, not really. Not from what I know. I, I, I definitely did not get like any sort of NBI clearance moving to here. That's that's all that uh, I can think of, really. Oh, and did you have to yeah. like go through the POEA? For me, I only did the whole POEA registration when I'm when I was already here. Oh, okay. So hindi mo kailangan dumaan sa POEA muna before ka umalis. Yeah, at least that was the case back in 2017 um, when I moved. But like from what I heard recently, like from friends who recently moved, you have to register already beforehand. Yeah, so I heard that uh, the POEA does require it now for people who are employed by a certain, a specific employer. So, pag hindi open job yung visa mo, parang required ka na ngayon. Unlike before, they were lax, they were not strict about it. So, for anyone who does move to Singapore, just check the POEA requirements because I'm pretty sure that you will have to fulfill those now. Pero, Nico, you went to Singapore on an S-Pass and you were 
were able to apply for that through your employer, does that mean that I have to have an employer first before I get an S-Pass? Can I apply for that while I'm in Singapore on a tourist visa? I think going to Singapore as a tourist and then like doing walk-in applications um, was a thing before at least. Because even my... My cousin, who's also now in New Zealand, actually, um, but before she was in Singapore, um, she would tell me that that is a strategy that people would do. But nowadays, a lot of the people, uh, my friends who would move uh, to here, they usually would be applying even when they're still uh, back in Manila. So they would have their in-principle approval letter, their their IPA letter, before they fly in. Mm-hmm. At least now, I, nowadays, I think that's the more common practice instead of flying here as a tourist. Especially with COVID, a lot of companies are struggling. So definitely a lot of jobs are lost. So I would think that companies are also even more strict when it comes to uh, walking, walk-in applications and stuff. Mm, okay. So it's better for Filipinos to apply in the Philippines, get a job there, and move to Singapore under the work visa already. Correct. Yes. That's what I advise, at least. It's a risky because very risky ang pumunta as a tourist para lang mag-apply ng trabaho. Because you're not sure if you're going to get one anyway. And and have there been any change changes in the requirements for work uh, work visas since COVID has happened? I think it's pretty much the same same requirements, parin. It's just like you when you actually have to travel already to Singapore. I mean, with like rigorous testing, doing your stay home notice, your quarantine. But besides that, as far as I know, it's pretty much the same. Mm, okay, so you know, nag apply ka nung S pass mo. You needed your certificate, yung UP certificate mo, tapos uh, the employer's... Um, company information. Yeah, company information. Tapos kinailangan mo yung medical records mo? No, medical... No, n- not at all. As in, they didn't check it, but they required me to do a medical pretty much... How do I say that? As in, like, overall. Mm, general checkup. Yes, uh, I, I think, yes. Gen- uh, uh, general checkup. Here, so like you have to do it, um, like say in a clinic that's recognized by the government for Ministry of Manpower stuff, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I also, before coming here to New Zealand, I had to do a general checkup in the Philippines, but only on accredited clinics mm. by New Zealand. So, hindi, lang, okay. hindi basta-basta kahit anong clinic pwede. Uh-oh. So, Nico, yung hindi masyadong maganda yung employment dyan ngayon, from what you said. Is that right? I, I, I would say it's much more strict. Much more strict in terms yes. of application. In terms of, yes, oh, approvals ng work passes, correct? Mm-mm. So, but are there any industries that are more open to people from overseas or industries that are in demand and can be filled by people who speak in English? In terms of like, if, it, if we're talking just purely being able to speak English... I don't think it's an advantage because, uh, as I said earlier, everyone speaks English. But in terms of industries for like whatever you may be specializing on, at least I know f- that in the creative industry, it's a bit more open because for a bit, Singapore had this whole campaign on tapping into your creative side. Uh, that's why even also one of the taglines of uh, Singapore Tourism Board is passion made possible. 
because they really uh, I think want more creatives to come in. So they, they are open for more creative talents versus, for example, finance can be tougher because as it is, it, it's a saturated market. Yeah, that's what I can say about industries here. Mm, so, kaming mga ano Bachelor of Arts na graduates, ayan, may market tayo sa Singapore. Correct, Hindi na correct, puro correct, Bachelor correct. of Science ang hinahanap nila. Move over, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is our market. Okay. <laughs> so, you arts... can say that. <laughs> Okay, so for anybody who wants to move to Singapore, do you have any advice, Nico? I think, especially with the recent anecdotes or stories uh, I've been hearing for friends who recently moved, um, you really just have to be persistent. As in, literally, hundreds of applications, tapos they would land, like, say, five interviews. Because again, it's a very tough market ngayon after the whole COVID situation. But besides persistence, no, I think that's it. I mean, you have to be, you have to really want it in order if if you're going to be persistent about it. Eh. So yeah, just yeah. just stick stick to it. I mean, don't be disheartened, regardless of how many radio silence yung mahuwal. Guys, ako dito sa New Zealand. Siguro mga 100 job applications at uh, 99 nun may rejection email. So just persist. If you really want to move somewhere, just keep applying. Don't lose hope. Kahit na reject ka ilang beses. Uh, if you persist, yes, you will eventually Correct. get that job. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, I do acknowledge, for example, ako, I'm blessed to have that connection before. So, exhaust also <laughs> your network if possible. I mean, if you know someone you can tap into, definitely referrals help a lot here also. As in, I have a friend na how many applications already Radio silence. And even for this one, FMCG company. However, when that friend reached out to another friend who's working in that FMCG, so C friend just talked to HR and said, uh, oh, actually, this per- I know this person who works with our competitor, blah, 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 blah. Three interviews all happened in one week. So, wow. uh, yeah, uh, sometimes it can be like that. Persistence and your connections, very important. Yes, so kahit na introvert tayo, it's important to network if we want the whole process of applying for a job easier for us. Correct. Yeah. At Nico, by the way, how long did the, the application from when you lodged your visa application to when you received it, how long did that whole process take? Um, sa akin, medyo matagal actually because I think there were up to two rejections. So like from July, I got my approval siguro like late September. Um, but usually, from what I heard from friends, usually it's like after a month. At- mm, hindi naman nagkaroon ng hiccups because nadelay yung visa mo with your work, I mean. No, actually, sir, th- that's the thing. Because if since your employer is the one applying for your visa, they have to... Be persistent also, or like they actually have to want you to move to Singapore, because otherwise there are some companies na your work pass application gets rejected the first time. They won't pursue your whole job application altogether. But for me, I think the problem was the first time probably was because he, uh, I didn't have the English translation of my diploma. And then the the second time I I don't remember now. It's a good thing that the the uh, my the company where I work for now is that willing to keep on trying. Mm-mm. Oh nga, swerte. Buti na lang. Mm-mm. I'd say so, so yes. Mm-mm.
still thinking of what career is best for you? My name is Pat Soyo. Check out my podcast where we answer questions and debunk job descriptions by interviewing professionals so we can put an end to our career search. This is Job Defined. Available on wherever you listen to your podcast. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. So, Nico, let's talk about when you arrived there and the first impressions. What were the first things that you noticed about Singapore? First things I noticed. I mentioned earlier that I've been to Singapore twice before eventually moving, right? So, I think it's really just that, realizing how efficient the public transport is. It's something that I still treasure whenever I take the bus, take the train, or, or even if, say, I need to take a grab going to a location, there's virtually no traffic here. So it's, it's, it's very easy to move around. Another thing that I noticed right away, I think, would be there's English that eventually I've I've adapted to now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I, I mean, the locals understand you better if you um, speak in uh, closer to Singlish than to like proper English. Ah, alam mo niko. To be honest, hindi ko matake yung Singlish. Parang na ano ako na. I don't know the word, pero ayaw siya ng tenga ko. So, <laughs> could you tell <laughs> could you tell me about Singlish? You know how how was it for you? Give me some examples, la. <laughs> okay, actually, I have a theory na kasi 50% or a bit more of the population of Singapore ay Chinese. And at the same time, Singapore uh, was a British colony. So yung English accent that they know is actually British English, right? So British accent plus Chinese and then you get Singlish. That's what I feel. So, and of, I mean, British English is not exactly for everyone, not not for Filipinos at least, diba? I mean, American English is very much easier for us to understand. So I think that's where it comes from. Hindi ko sure if it's also because of the way the syntax of Mandarin goes na there's not much prepositions, not much conjunctions. Kaya it sounds broken to us. But up to now, I'm still wondering because, for example, I sat in in one of my friend's online class. She's based in Hong Kong. So the Hongkies naman, as in very much uh, easy to understand yung accent. But again, wala eh. it's something that you really get used to. And it's also hard to explain. Like, okay, very stereotypical yung la, right? But actually, besides la, there's also le, there's lo, there's ma, um, there's ba, there's ho. So there's a whole lot of all these different syllables that's it that's hard to pick up as in ako eventually i picked up some of those but i can also explain when to use it like i just know okay this is the time i end my sentence with lo or with ma <laughs> but to be honest uh the whole la le lo ho thing is pretty much our a eh? uh-huh. no so we we have we have something similar it's just that it's not too distinct for us at least compared to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, very good. Sige ha, itong next question ko sagutin mo in Singlish. So, oh, <laughs> culturally and societally, how different is Singapore and the Philippines in Singlish? Charot. Sige. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, it, to be fair, pinaprepare ko na yung sarili ko, but debat no, please, wag. I think, ang, ang big difference is, because, like, for example, if you say, 
the Filipino people, isang lump lang tayo. Regardless of you say you have your Ilocanos, Bicolanos, Bisaya, it's still uh, Filipino lang tayo. Here in Singapore, there are five key races. So you have your Singaporean Chinese, Singaporean Malay, Singaporean Indian, and you have your, your Eurasian and your Peranakans. Peranakans are the ones na as in true blue Singaporean, born and raised. Versus the other ones I've mentioned, are like say from how many generations ago na they settled into Singapore. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, there's no way of defining uh, a Singaporean. You really have all those different races. Mm, I have never heard of Peranakan before. Peranakan, this is the first correct. time. Yes, yes. Mm. I see. Do they... So, yeah, I think Peranakans are also present in Malaysia. I mean, that's really just what you referred to people who are really like born and raised in that very land. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that that was what they were called. Mm-hmm. And sa, ano ba, sa Singapore, what is the main language or what are the main languages apart from English? Is there any other language? From what I've learned from my local friends, English talaga is what they first learned. And then in school, or minsan sa family, is how they learn their second language. So, but like, the Chinese kids will have to learn Mandarin. So, as in, meron silang subjects na Mandarin lang, ganyan. And then, same goes for Bahasa and, oh, sorry, di ko alam yung, ano yung official term for the language ng Indians. Mm-mm. But, yeah, as in, I, I can't really say that there's a second language because it's all very different for everyone. Mm, okay. And are there any other differences societally, culturally, apart from those five races that they have? So, experience mo lang naman. To be honest, wala masyado. I feel like, since also Singapore has this very diverse racial harmony thing going on, they're very open to foreigners also. Since, I mean, besides the Peranakans, they do know that also at some point they were all immigrants. They're kalulululohan. And also, in the same way that Filipinos are also very foreigner-friendly. So, yeah, okay, okay yung part na yun, that they're all just very open. Ah, and at the same time, I need to mention that Singapore supposedly actually welcomes foreign talent. As in... Lee Kuan Yew said that, you know, uh, Singapore cannot survive if you don't get these foreign talents into Singapore. As in, they're part of the growth blueprint of Singapore versus other countries, for example, na who are more uh, ano ba, sensitive about foreigners working, uh, joining their workforce. Supposedly, yeah. I mean, definitely, you still have to consider quotas. And then nowadays, ayan, with COVID, of course, it's still very difficult. But in uh, fundamentally speaking, yes, they're open to foreign talent. Mm, pero I heard Palaniko that being or applying for citizenship is next to impossible in Singapore. Is that right? To be honest, ako, I've never even looked at the requirements for its citizenship. I just know na, I mean, in the sense na I think, maybe because at the back of my mind, alam ko na it's going to be very hard. Correct. I've heard of, say, Filipinos or Filipino families eventually being citizens. But I think it, it took them a really long time. So I think they, like, a good 20 years na sila dito or something. Um, but getting um, a permanent residence is relatively easier as in there's no 
like duration of stay requirement. So say even if like say six months in and then you realize that you want to be a permanent resident, you can start applying. But I also know of, I have a friend who's been here for maybe 11 years now. He applied three times for PR but still have, uh, haven't been approved. Aray, ang sakit naman yan sa bulsa. Mm-hmm. Why? So uh, it's, 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 it's very different. Oh, what do you need to be a permanent resident there? I think you need um, references uh, from your company or your previous employers. And then I know that volunteer hours also help. Mm. Uh, so so they know that you're actively contributing to the community, to the society at large. Uh, from what I hear, they do a very thorough background check of how assimilated you are into the Singaporean society. Major very lofty uh, ideas being put out there. But that's really all I know for now. Mm, okay. Tapos, going back to when you said na there's nothing that's too different from Singapore versus the Philippines. How about the similarities? Have you noticed any similarities between the two countries? Similarities? I, 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 uh, I mentioned this earlier. They're, I think both countries are more open to foreigners, or except that uh, Filipinos are in, just more smiling in general. <laughs> both um, countries love food so much. Sometimes Singapore even uh, to a fault, as in you can get into fights just deciding which is the better chicken rice. <laughs> Talaga? Have you been in a fight? No, 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 not me. The locals, at the very least. Oh, because so, you're a, in, yeah, but you work as a food photographer, an art director slash food photographer. Mm-hmm. Have any of the locals there been offended with the way that you depict food? So, uh, thankfully, wala pa naman or wala naman, wala pa pala wala pa naman. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> otherwise, as in, I no, I think there was an instance already because. <laughs> Nahawa na ako. I, 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 was, I, I am very passionate about this certain laksa stall that I really love. Mm. And there was this local who was saying, huh? What are you saying? I mean, this laksa stall is actually much better. I mean, very petty things if you think about it. Pero <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't naman like a serious argument or anything. Pero nakakatawa lang if you think about Mm-mm. it. Eh, okay. And how about yung standard of living naman? Since I, I, I feel that it's vastly different from the Philippines. It is. It is very different. I mentioned public transport is definitely much more efficient. There is pretty much no traffic here. At least I don't experience traffic if meron man. Compared to before I was uwi an Antipolo, Makati, when I started working. I, I did that for like two months. Um, na five hours yung total travel time ko in a day. It's crazy. So total, no, isang more than one day yung of my week spent sa daan lang. Until eventually my mom decided na, okay, sige, let's rent a condo. Kasi also her work was nearby the condo we were renting. But otherwise, yeah, I also don't know how I could have tolerated the whole thing. In, ano pa ba? Rent is definitely much more expensive here. So for example, renting this room, um, you can get a decent size one-bedroom condo in uh, Makati, in a good location in Makati. But in terms of the percentage that your rent would eat up sa salary mo sa Pinas versus here, is also very different. So like, I don't mind paying uh, for my rent kasi it's, it's, it's worth it. 
ano pa ba? Food actually surprisingly is one of the cheaper things here. Uh, I mean, it's it's much more affordable, especially if you know uh, where to find good local food. Sometimes pa nga, it, it's much more expensive to uh, eat out in the Philippines, especially with the they have this whole train law recently, right? Mm-hmm. Na nagjack up ng prices. So yeah, um, any other aspects? How about if you get sick? Do you get free healthcare as a work visa holder? Ooh, it depends on your company. For my company, I don't. Although I do know that my company is required or was required to purchase an insurance for me when I moved. Pero I've never availed that as well. Recently, I got my own HMO. Parang, yeah, I mean, just to make sure na I'm okay. Especially like with the whole COVID thing. Although so far, I mean, surprisingly, I also haven't availed of any like health services here. So I can't say. But there are, uh, again, dependent siya on uh, the company that we work for. Like, I'm, my flatmate works for uh, a pretty sizable FMCG. As in, so, yeah, as in good coverage health-wise. As in, pati masahista niya coverage. <laughs> wow. But again, dependent siya on, uh, yeah. on companies. Mm-hmm. So dependent on the company and it's not government funded. Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, although nung kunwari, like nung early days ng COVID, or until siguro like re- recently lang naman, pag nagka-COVID ka, uh, government will cover. Mm, okay. So government will cover if you do contract COVID there. Yes. Everything. Tests, hospitalization. As far as I know. Or I, I'm not so sure, like if, for example, you're a foreigner and then nag positive ka and stuff. I'm not now. I'm not so sure if uh you just like you just moved and then if they're going to cover you. But definitely, like at the height of uh the pandemic for Singapore, yeah, covered coming on. I think even now, alam ko tests are free. If, because Singapore has a very efficient contact tracing system. So if maflag ka as a close contact free tests, ganyan. Only if you do voluntary, is that the right term? Voluntary test, dun ka lang ata kailangan magbayad. Mm, okay, I see. And Nico, do you see yourself staying there in Singapore for a long term? Uh, I would think so, to be honest. Parang, med- I, I can't say 50-50 eh, but I, I can't I can say na I'm not thinking of also moving elsewhere. Because for example, like, yeah, my, my cousin nasa New Zealand. There's also, uh, I mean, the more common ones, Australia, Canada, na maybe also good options. Um, But as it is, I mean, as a professional, I feel like... Singapore is a good place for me to be in. The FNB scene in Singapore is very, very much mature, saturated to a point, uh, versus in Manila where FNB scene is relatively still young. But yeah, I mean, eventually, like, if I do want to settle down, as in, me and my girlfriend, we have plans of, like, eventually, um, maybe, maybe moving to a different country. Dito na kayo sa New Zealand. Mas mabait kami dito kaysa sa Australia at Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ganun ba? At kaysa Australia. <laughs> oh, okay, lalo na. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, but yeah, Nico, to ask the most important question of the podcast, do you think the grass is greener there in Singapore? Uh, yes, definitely. Medyo na preempt ko earlier, but as I said, the FNB scene here, I mean, as a food photographer, the FNB scene here is very much alive. You have all these different chefs, bartenders from all over the world also coming into Singapore. So you always get to meet fresh talent, new people to learn from. And then you also have the veterans to always look up to um, and, again, and also to learn from. 
versus yeah in the Philippines I mean not that it's a bad thing but it's it's relatively young I uh, like for example it's hindi naman siya dapat de- defining factor but the number of restaurants who would enter the world's 50 best restaurants list is still uh, low compared to like here in Singapore so again it's still just starting I feel like the Philippines has a whole lot of promise to offer but as it stands yeah there's just more opportunities for me I feel here like growth wise not just the monetary aspect of it eh. and at the same time like for my side stuff i mean since i also do street and travel photography every now and then the the people here as in grabe yung exponential growth na you're also forced to really keep up with them at the very least mm. So, yeah, in that sense, definitely, I'd say greener ang grass in Singapore. Mm-mm. You mentioned that it has helped you grow. So, how so? How has Singapore helped you grow as a person? I think since, again, you have all these different talents who also learn from all uh, all sorts of places. Medyo, to an extent, parang growth hacking pa nga siya na, alam mo yun, you, you have all these learnings to really just absorb. Na otherwise, if I stayed in the Philippines, I'm not sure if I would have come across. Not to say na walang talent sa Philippines. I mean, we, we are teeming with talent. It's just that, I don't know, one way or another, there's something holding back. The Filipinos from shining mm-hmm. and when I'm so far from the government in the first place so yeah. things like that yeah yeah which is why I think it's really important for Filipinos to travel also kasi nakikita natin yung wala sa bansa natin and we could therefore demand what Correct. we need yeah from um, the higher ups so thank you so much Nico ha yung ano mo pala photo series mo which grew viral on Facebook that was um, a photo series of Japan and Singapore wasn't it? oh uh, yes you, you, sige I don't I don't consider it nag viral but yes nagka-attention naman siya <laughs> let's put it at that o sabihin na lang natin more than 1,000 likes ayan viral <laughs> na siya <laughs> oh sige sige okay oo congratulations doon So, for anybody who wants to see that photo series, the uh, link is in just our episode notes if you want to check that out. Uh, yes, so just nicopasqua.com. You can see there all of my work, food stuff, travel stuff. Mm-mm. So, for anybody who wants to follow you, check you out, aside from nicopasqua.com, is there any other channel that they could follow or yun yung pinaka main? Uh, no, I think uh, everything's in my website, pretty much. Okay, so that's just in the show notes. And maraming salamat, Nico. Kung may mag-message man sa'yo na listener, thank you in advance. Yes, correct. Uh, also, yeah, I mean, since uh, I nasabi na yung website ko and stuff, right? Uh, I mean, if you, if you wanna ask a few more questions, feel free also. Uh, just message me. I'm I'm very helpful pagdating sa sharing ng information. Ayan. So sa mga <laughs> artsy tulad natin, mahilig sa photography, and for people who just want to move to Singapore, do contact Nico. Open naman siya. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nico, ha? And if you like this podcast, do reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or on email. Or if you're super generous, you can donate to us. All of the links are in the show notes. See you in the next two weeks. I'm Kring Lakson with Nico Pasqua, and this is The Greener Side.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.